Today's episode is brought to you by BCS Wealth Management. BCS Wealth Management is an independent financial planning and investment management company headquartered right here in Johnson City. What's great about BCS Wealth Management is that they're 100% independent, which means there's no big company in New York pulling the strings. BCS Wealth Management is also a fiduciary, which is just a fancy way of saying that they're bound by law to do what's in your best interest. Not everyone who works in financial services is a fiduciary. These folks are. So whether you're in need of a financial plan to keep you on track with your goals, if you're an individual needing a checkup on your personal investments, or a business owner needing an evaluation of your company's retirement plan and other benefits, the highly trained team at BCS Wealth Management is ready to help. Hey friends, and welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast, where we talk about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City, Tennessee a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Leighton Hart. We've got a great show for you today, but before we dive in, I've got some updates to share with you. So first up, last week's episode with Lindsay Mitchell from Mayfair Market was a fun one, and Lindsay was nice enough to offer one of their brand new scripted Johnson City wine glasses for an Instagram giveaway. Now, we had a lot of people respond to the giveaway, and our big winner was Taylor Logan. So congrats, Taylor, and thank you to everyone who participated. Next, a few of you really came through for me over the weekend, and let me tell you what that's all about. So I woke up Saturday and saw the Johnson City Living Instagram account was sitting at 997 followers. So it's just so close to 1,000, just that nice round number of 1,000 followers. So I posted about it on my personal Instagram and said I'd give my 1,000th follower a shout out on today's podcast. So here it is, our 1,000th follower here on the Johnson City Living Instagram page was my buddy Tyler Trimnell. Tyler's a professional photographer in Knoxville and the work he does seriously is absolutely gorgeous. You should go check it out. Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, Trimnell, T-R-I-M-N-A-L, Trimnell. Thank you so much, Tyler. While we're at it, thanks to Betsy and Christina for nudging us closer. They quickly jumped in when they saw my post, so thank you, ladies. I know that's probably not a big thing, uh, but it meant a lot to me, so thank you all. All right, let's get to today's show. Today's guest is a newcomer to Johnson City, but he's connected with a Johnson City icon. Tyler Deaver is the new head golf professional at the Johnson City Country Club. If you're new to the area or don't know much about the Country Club, the club was established in 1913, and the golf course was designed by one of golf's legendary course designers, a guy named A.W. Tillinghast. If you've ever played a round of golf at the Country Club, you can almost feel what it was like to play the course generations ago. There's a lot of history on those 18 holes. In the interview, Tyler talks about how he chose golf as a career and why he dropped everything when the job at the Johnson City Country Club came open. All right, let's get to it. Here's our interview with Tyler Deaver. Tyler Deaver, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast. Layton, thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, it's really, it's really good to have you here. So, Tyler, tell us what you do. What, tell us what your day job is. I am the head golf professional at Johnson City Country Club. That's been there about a month. Yeah, that sounds fun. So, uh, new to town, uh, new to the country club. Uh, tell us where you where you came from. Where were you before you got to Johnson City? Before I got here, I was in Athens, Georgia, at uh, Athens Country Club. Okay, one of the country clubs there in town. Uh, and then prior to that, I was in Columbus, Georgia, which is just uh, southwest of Atlanta. 
um, at a place called Country Club of Columbus. And I was there for a couple of years. Um, and then before that, I was actually in Asheville, North Carolina, which is not, not too far away from here. And that's yeah. kind of where I found out about Johnson City. So I was a little bit familiar with the area, uh, just playing in some golf tournaments in Kingsport. Yeah. Um, and then uh, before that, my first job in the business that was in Bluffton, South Carolina, which is right outside Hilton Head. Yeah. Um, it's the town that you go through to get to Hilton Head. And uh, I was at a place called Colleton River Club. Okay. Yeah. Which was uh, which was a very very high end, very totally different than w- what I wanted. Um, but that got me started, so that was great. When's the first time it crossed your mind that that you wanted to to work in golf for a living? That's a good question. I was actually I went to Georgia Southern in Statesboro, Georgia, uh, for a little while, and and it was there. I, I've always played golf. Yeah, and it was there. Just just would watch golf on the weekends. Um, and and I realized that I I, I like doing that, like like teaching, you know, knew a lot about the golf swing, and uh, and back then before I got into the business, I thought it was just all teaching and playing, which it's it's not anymore. It used to be. Um, so it was it was in college. I was probably twenty twenty one years old, and okay. from there, that's when I realized I, I had to leave Statesboro, and and uh, I went back home. From there, moved to Hilton Head, and uh, and went to a golf school there, uh, which which probably wasn't um, probably wasn't the best decision as far as the school that I went to, but it got me the job at College and River, so it, it was it was positive that way, and yeah. that, that kind of got me in. Uh, from there to to get into the PGA and and go that route. So yeah, so take me take me back to the early days when you're trying to figure this out. So like you this this what does this look like? You're you're helping your buddies when you're playing like. Like yeah, yeah, and we and we really there wasn't too much to play in Statesboro. They had a, a small private club there, uh, Forest Heights Country Club, which obviously we couldn't play, and there was a small driving range, so we'd go. But you know, I really didn't play. It. Most of that stuff kind of just was happening in the living room of our apartment. You yeah, know? yeah, and uh, and it was just kind of messing around. Uh, when when I left and uh, went back to Greenville um, before I went to Hilton Head, uh, I worked at a teaching academy there and. In Greenville, it's it's owned by the Haas family now. Jay Haas, Bill Haas, okay. they're on the PGA Tour, yeah. Champions Tour. So uh, it was it was called Eagle Zone, and kind of shadowed some teachers there, and and I was just picking the range. Yeah. So I would literally work uh, six six days a week, working all day, just picking the range. From there, the owner of that teaching academy also owned a, a semi private club there in town. Um, called Carolina Springs, and and I went over there and helped them in the shop just a little bit, so that kind of got a taste of of that. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't really call me an assistant over there, but help out with that a little bit. Um, that that was the earliest days was just me on the driving range, and prior to that, in high school, I worked at uh, at some clubs. Um, actually, in in high school, I lived in Richmond, Virginia, for a few years, and worked at some private clubs there and worked at and and caddied a little bit at some higher end places in Richmond and uh but but back then I I really didn't know what I was doing and just was trying to make money knew yeah. that I loved doing golf um so it was just a way uh, a way to make money um but the the place in in Greenville that that kind of that was the earliest days just picking range balls it does seem like it's one of those one of those industries or one of those careers where you really do kind of have to pay your dues absolutely you know, like you say picking the range absolutely um, the, 
I tell my guys outside, I say, listen, I'm never going to ask y'all to do something that I haven't already done yeah. a thousand times. <laughs> so please don't think that I'm just giving you a job to do. I, I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're rising up through the ranks and you're in, you're in Athens and, um, and, and an opportunity comes up in Johnson city. When's, when's the first time this kind of came across your mind and, and what did you think about, um, you know, as you're approaching this and, and when you came to visit for the first time, you know, that's a funny story. Um, um, I, I had been in Athens for, uh, going on four years, almost in my fourth season. So I knew that I ha- I've had enough jobs where I had enough experience to, to, to take that next step as a head professional, have my own operation. And, and I always told my wife, I said, if Johnson city country club ever opened up, I, I'd have to go for it. Wow. You know, I, I just, uh, I, I, I've been to the area a few times. I loved it. I think it was a great place. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of the golden era of architecture. So our golf course is an A.W. Tillinghast. So I knew I liked the golf course um, or I would like the golf course without ever seeing it. I knew I'd like the golf course. And I said, if I if I ever came open, I, I'd have to go for it. And then a couple of years went by and I and I know and I saw where uh, I would keep up with the club and I saw where uh Jeremy Beechner he was the former professional there he got he, you know he went from assistant to head professional and I mm-hmm. said well you know he's young he's going to be there a long time so uh I I got to give up on that so I started uh applying for some you know just for some jobs there wouldn't you know the head professional jobs don't come open yeah. as often um especially nowadays people try to hold on to those jobs as much as possible but Every three, four years, a lot of jobs come open. And uh, and that was this year. There was a ton of jobs coming up. And so I was just, you know, I was just throwing my resume out at some places and, and trying to get some experience in, in interviewing. Um, and I was talking to the careers consultant for the PGA for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just going over my resume and, and talking to him about some possible jobs that might open. And, and he said, well, you know, Johnson City is open. And I was like, really? Uh, that's awesome. And he goes, well, it closed two days ago. I was like, well, is there any way that you can get a hold of the search committee and tell them, you know, can we have a late addition to the, to the searches? And and he said, yeah, I'll give him a call. And he did. And then, uh, Brian Marion, who's the, who's my golf chairman, emailed me back and said that he got my resume and that he was going to put it in the list. And a few weeks later, got the call to, uh, for a phone interview. Yeah. So I was ex- very excited to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought the, I thought the job was closed. Um, so big move for your family then, right? Very big move. You know, my wife, she, uh, she's got some family in Tennessee area okay, in Franklin yeah. and in Lebanon. Yeah. So, you know, closer to Nashville. But, um, uh, so it, it was a huge move for her. She grew up in Alabama and most of her family are actually in Georgia now. So, uh, yeah, so I stripped her away from her family a little bit, which I, I don't feel too good about. But but hopefully this area is great, and we'll fall in love. And and we're not we're still not too far away from them. So yeah, yeah very big move. You know, we have a son who's eight months, so he doesn't really know what's going on. So we can move him, and 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 it's all good. And and I've heard the school's great here, and yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to it. We're excited. Um, I I have a friend who they don't live here anymore. They they came from kind of the the low country South Carolina area, Charleston. Lived up here for about five years and moved on for another opportunity. They did it at a time kind of like where you are right now. Kids sure. very small, um, kind of bringing them up, at, you know, into the early elementary school years. And and they say like 
the five, six years they spent in Johnson City, the, the best years of their lives. So I hope I hope the same is true for you, and I hope it's more than five or six years for, for you guys. I hope it's a long, long time. Me too. Yeah. We'd yeah. love to. Yeah. So take us kind of behind the scenes of what it's like to be a head golf professional. So, you know, what is a – I know there's probably no normal day in a life, but but as much as possible, what does a day in a life look like? Yeah, as much as possible for me. Now, remember, I've only been here for a month, so I've just had this job. So it's, it's definitely still learning uh, what a day in the life of a head golf professional is. You know, you just want to be in constant contact with the members. Um, I mean, that, that's what you're there for. So I try to get there in the morning and, and answer some emails um, in my office or, or behind the counter, whatever I need to do. Um, and then as soon as uh, the majority of the play starts to come out, I'm, I, I'd like to be outside. Sometimes that is is not possible just due to staffing reasons um, for right now during this time. But um, I like to be outside with those members. And, you know, we're just we're just talking and about anything, golf, football, uh, whatever it is. Um, but but they just need to I need to be seen out there. And then as soon as all those groups tee off, I'll go back inside Um you know, make sure my staff has everything taken care of uh, inside. Everybody checked in and range looks good and, and everything looks looks really good. And then from there, I'll, I'll either send um, my assistant out, Sean, or or I'll go out and just do a couple laps around the golf course mm-hmm. just to make sure everybody's happy and, and check pace of play. But that's not really an issue there. Um, so it's mainly just um, just making sure everybody's happy, just saying, hey. Uh, once they come in again, just kind of there, just hanging out, making sure everybody's good. And, uh, and then I'll answer a few more emails and then head home. Yeah. So, um, you know, right now with, um, everything kind of opening back up slowly, we're, we're starting to get back into tournament season. We have the Tillinghast Invitational, uh, which is just a stroke, uh, 36 hole stroke play event and at the beginning of June. So we're, we're trying to get, we're getting some entries from that and trying to get that taken care of. And then, you know, then we got member member and then member guest. Uh, we're trying to add a few more tournaments. Um, I started a Thursday night game, um, every two weeks, okay. a different format, trying to get that going. Got junior clinics coming up. So, you know, really it's, it's teaching, it's playing golf, um, you know, it's communication, uh, staff engagement, member engagement. So, um, it's a lot of work, but it's fun. Yeah. It yeah. really is. It sounds like it. You know, I'm a, I, I don't know if I can call myself a golfer. I like to play golf is the way I put it. And, um, and it just, you know, you kind of always dream about, you know, if I could combine a career with golf, you know, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that that yeah, a lot of folks will will uh you know, golf my my job is a hobby, right, for yeah. everybody else, which is great. Uh but you know, if I'm if I'm meeting new people, they they just want to talk golf and and I'm like, you know, I like other stuff too. <laughs> you know, right. I like music and I like going out, so uh but obviously I I love talking golf too. So um, it was fun to to combine my love for the game with the business, and you do have to love the game. If you don't, you don't, and then you can't be in the business. You yeah. have to love golf to be able to be in this business, yeah. or it will, or you won't. You yeah. won't be in the business. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you kind of teed me up for my next question. 
Um, I know you spend a lot of time at work. It's very demanding. But when you can't get away, you know, what do you and your wife like to do? I know you mentioned you've got a you've got a small child at home, so I imagine that takes up a lot of time. But but what what do y'all do for fun? Yeah, Jackson does take a lot of our time up. Um, but obviously, that's a new experience for us, and that's super fun. And we're still learning. Obviously, we you know. A lot of the stuff we like to do is just hang out at home. Yeah. Um, I'm at work uh, a lot. Um, so when I get home, we just kind of like to hang out as a family. Um, but we do like to go out for walks and uh, we both like music. Music is a big part of our lives and uh, try to go see some shows. Uh, you know, we don't really, we tried different restaurants. That's all good. We love food. Um, but really, you know, it sounds boring, but we just kind of stay on the house, uh, on the couch and, and watch Netflix or Amazon prime or, man, I get know. it. That my buddy owns the gym that I go to and, and his, his situation is kind of like yours. He's, he's interacting with members, you know, keeping people mm-hmm. happy and, and doing some training one-on-one and running yeah. classes and all that stuff. And he said, you know, he talks to 150, 200 people a day mm-hmm. and he says, on his Saturdays, Sundays, yeah. when he gets time off, he just he just doesn't want to talk. <laughs> that's right. That's a, Yeah, that's funny. It sounds rude, but sometimes I just don't want to. And it, it, you know what? It affects uh, – my wife says that too. She goes, well, you, you're just not very talkative today. I'm like, well, I just – I talk all day. Yeah. You know, I really just don't want to talk. It's I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I yeah. just I just want to hang out and – Got to recharge. And, and that's right. Recharge my batteries. Yeah. Um, for somebody who's who's kind of tiptoeing into playing golf and, you know, maybe maybe join the club and wants to learn more or what's kind of the on ramp to to start in your golf game? Somebody coming into the game and, that you know, not, you know, as an adult, is it grab a couple lessons with you? Just pick up a club and hit the range. What's you know, I think so. Down the road, I wouldn't suggest get straight into the lessons. Um me personally, I, I tell everybody just grab a friend and go play, mm-hmm. and don't keep score. Uh, don't worry about how you hit, how you're hitting it, or how long it takes you to play. Uh, pick a time on the golf course where there's not a lot of folks out there, yep. and take some buddies of yours that that may be at the same level you are, and just go play golf. Yeah, um, you know we have things like Top Golf now, which a lot of you know, which is bringing introducing a lot of folks to the game, which is great. Um, but I, I don't like staying on the driving range too long. And and I also don't want to get these beginners where they're thinking about more of the swing than anything. So um, go play a few times. Don't keep score. Just go hit some shots, and, and they'll learn how to hit the golf ball. And, uh, and from there, we can start to pick out what we need to work on. And from there, they can give me a call, and, and we can get a lesson set up. But, the you know, I think we spend too much time on the driving range and not enough time on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. So and that's my philosophy with juniors as well. Um, too too much on the range, get on the golf course and play. Yeah. And that's that's where you're going to learn to play. Um, um, that's, that's how you're going to get better. Yeah. So. I agree. And I saw it in my life. I tried out for the high school golf team, I guess, one or two years, and – you know, you go out there and you play golf every afternoon for a couple of weeks during the tryout phase. And the improvement just during that two weeks of playing golf every afternoon That's right. was amazing. Not enough to get the job done for me, but <laughs> but uh, but it still was pretty impressive. Um, okay, kind of lightning round questions for you. Sure. Uh, who's got the best swing on the PGA Tour? Currently? Yeah. Adam Scott. Best of all time? Probably 2000 Tiger. Yeah. But I would also say, not a lot of people know him, but Steve Elkington had a great mm-hmm. swing, too. Uh, three courses you haven't played but still want to play. 
Cypress Point, Marion, National Golf Links of America. Where's National Golf Links? New York. Okay. Okay. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, Mm -hmm. you've got a guy who's, let's just say, 43. Let's just say he's been playing his golf his whole life and uh, just hasn't gotten uh, over the over the hump to being very good. What, what would you tell somebody, this hypothetical person, maybe he's sitting across the table from you right now, <laughs> uh, on how to consistently break, let's say, 100? Short, what, what short, short game. Short game. Short game. Okay. Wedges and putter. Yeah, I'd start out at the green and go backwards. Okay. Yep. All right. So if you can get yourself within that range some somehow, just blast it to where you can get it short um, and then get in from there. Yeah, short game is the most important thing. Uh, you know, you can you can find the fairway with a driver. It's not hard, uh, but you got to get it close to the hole. So yeah. that's would, great. Yeah. And y'all have a new uh, it's new to us in Johnson City. It's always been that way for you. But uh, new expanded practice area at the country club. Right. That's right. Yeah, it's great. You know, you know, the golf course was built back in the early 1900s, so they were limited with space. Um, so you didn't you didn't see a lot of practice facilities back then, and and most of the practice uh, facilities were were added on in later time. And and by then, again, there was no room. So that that our practice uh, range is in between number 10 and number 13, yeah. and it's only about 200 yards long from the back tees. So. Uh, limited in space, but it's great. It's got artificial turf area, which we're still on right now. Uh, but we'll go to the grass area soon. It's got a short game area and, uh, and it's got a, a big putting grain too. So, um, it's great. I mean, it really is a huge improvement to what was there prior. And I've only seen pictures, but huge improvement. And, and to be honest, a lot of the areas haven't really grown in yet around there. So once that grows in, that's going to be an awesome, awesome place to practice. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a great place. Um, and, and, you know, you're limited on hitting driver and fairway woods. Um, but again, we just go back to the short game, right? Uh, yeah. Great place to, to work on your short irons and, and, uh, it's got different targets. Um, so great place to practice that, that range is, is full every day, Yeah, which is really, really good to see. Yeah, it is. Well, we are glad to have you in town, uh, excited for the future of golf at the country club and, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Layden. It was great.